Welcome to the Mass Device Fast Five MedTech News Podcast, the show that keeps you up to date on the latest breakthroughs in medical technology with the top five news stories to get your day started. I'm your host, Danielle Kirsch, and today I'm joined by my co-host, Sean Hooley. Like every other week, we have some surgical robotics news today. That sounds really promising, but we also have some other legal news and even some M&A news. So, Sean, can you give us a little roundup of what we'll talk about today? Sure. Today's news covers a product launch from Axigen. Renovo Surgical raising funds for its surgical robot, Restored and Conformis completing their acquisition deal, Synchron completing enrollment in the brain-computer interface trial, and Illumina naming a new CEO amid its SEC investigation. So what's the first thing that we should know to start our day today? Axigen launched its AxoGuard HA Plus nerve protector. A potentially big impact could come from this device uh, made for protecting nerve injuries. And what is AxoGuard? AxoGuard is a device designed to provide both short and long-term protection for nerve injuries. It's got a processed porcine submucosa extracellular matrix base layer with a hyaluronic alginate gel coating. The gel facilitates enhanced nerve gliding to aid in minimizing soft tissue attachments, and the base layer remodels into a long-term protective tissue layer. So why is it important? Dr. Peter J. Evans of the Cleveland Clinic in the Florida region said that AxoGuard could potentially greatly impact patients with the impact coming for those whose injury falls in proximity to high mobility joints. He also said the increased gliding feature from that gel coating and optimized handling enable surgeons to address the challenges of nerve injuries early and during the most critical healing phases. CEO and chair and president Karen Zatteray said that AxoGuard is an important extension of the company's nerve protection platform, and the release of AxoGuard HA Plus expands opportunities for surgeons to treat a wider range of nerve protection challenges. Now let's talk surgical robotics. Always. Uh, Renovo Surgical raised $26 million for its surgical robot platform. Funds keep coming in for the company, which already had a big round earlier this year. So what is their surgical robot designed for? So Carina is a modular system built on proprietary technology that enables configurable robotic assistance for laparoscopic surgeries across multiple specialties. Renovo said that it collaborated with renowned Chinese laparoscopic surgeons to develop the robotic platform, and it addresses numerous pain points in minimally invasive surgeries. What does it provide surgeons? The company says it provides surgeons with the flexibility to choose the best instruments and the most ideal anatomical access. So with this, surgeons can leverage prior laparoscopic training and improve upon their surgical performance. Karina then minimizes equipment footprint, maximizing the utilization of operating room space, which is obviously a very big aspect of some of these surgical robots. And the surgical team can choose between three-module or four-module configurations with a full suite of instruments to choose from with Karina. So Plenty of options, lots of sort of multifunctionalities with this one small footprint platform. Interesting. What will the company do with those funds? The company says it expects the capital to help accelerate commercialization efforts for Karina, both in China and beyond. Dr. Ying Mao, the co-founder, chief technology officer, and chief operating officer, said the company is currently at the cusp of multi-specialty human clinical trials. So with these funds, they hope that they can continue moving forward. What's the next thing that we should know for today? 3D printed orthopedic implant maker Restored completed its previously announced acquisition of orthopedic device maker Conformis. What are some of the financial details of that deal? 
Per the terms disclosed in the initial announcement a few months ago, Restored acquires all outstanding shares of conformist common stock, including a purchase price of $2.27 per share, which at the time was a 96% premium to the closing price of conformist stock on June 22nd of this year. So can you tell us a little bit about what Restored does? Yeah, it makes 3D printed orthopedic implants. They offer patient-specific, patient-matched, and associated ancillary products. Company says that its expertise comes in the field of 3D printing osseointegrative biomedical materials, and it also offers biomechanics modeling, AI-based planning, and design automation tools. What are executives saying about this deal? J. Kurt Jacobus, the CEO of Restored, said that with the addition of conformists to the organization, the company sees a tremendous opportunity to deliver clinically differentiated and cost-effective solutions across the orthopedic landscape, including shoulder, foot, and ankle, spine, large joints like knees and hips. Companies mapped out a product roadmap that expects to deepen and extend its offerings across the body, providing surgeons and patients with the personalized device solutions that they deserve. Now let's talk about another trending topic in medtech, brain-computer interfaces. Yeah, it seems like we're getting more and more news on this topic by the week, but Synchron completed patient enrollment in its brain-computer interface trial. BCIs yeah, remain an inter- interesting topic, and this is another big step forward for one of the main players. Tell us a little bit about the study details, for example, what the primary goal of the study is and things like that. So it's a U.S.-based trial operating under FDA Investigational Device Exemption, or IDE. It enrolled six patients in total. The company says it's the first IDE awarded by the FDA to assess a permanently implanted BCI. And the early feasibility study assesses safety while evaluating quantified efficacy measures of the synchron switch motor neuroprosthesis. It evaluates patients with severe paralysis with the primary goal of assessing if the device can be safely implanted into the blood vessels of the brain through a neurointerventional procedure. The company also designed a study to evaluate how BCI may enable the use of thoughts to control digital devices. Interesting. And you briefly touched on this, but what is Synchron doing with its BCI technology? Yeah, so the big sort of draw of it, I think, is that neurointerventional method. It's a catheter-delivered stentrode BCI implant. company says its BCI is the only one tapping into blood vessels to capture signals from the brain. Once implanted, it detects and wirelessly transmits motor intent out of the brain. So the company believes that this endovascular delivery method could make BCIs simpler and safer and offer more accessibility than the alternative option of invasive open brain surgery, which is what a lot of the other options are. And we touched on this, but the BCI space is expanding, but there's still only a handful of companies that are active in it. Can you tell us a little bit more about the BCI space? Definitely. And there's a lot more names than I'll get into. And we have a roundup from last year of seven names that you should know. And there's probably more to add. might be worth going back to that well. But right now with Synchron, one of the big names, it has funding from Bill Gates and Jeff Bezos-led ventures. There's also Neuralink, which we talked about within the past few weeks, led by Elon Musk. Another big one with a recent FDA approval for first-in-human trials and a $280 million funding round. BlackRock Neurotech, backed by about two decades of inhuman implants with its Utah Array. And Precision Neuro is another one with first in human efforts underway. So every, everyone's just a little bit different trying to really crack that BCI space. And there's still a lot up in the air, I think, and it's an exciting one to watch. And now what's the last thing that we should know for today? Illumina has a new CEO amid an SEC investigation. 
this person might have to lead the company through some difficult days ahead for sure. Who is taking over the corner office and what is some of their career history? Jacob Thaisen takes over, having most recently served as Senior Vice President at Agilent Technologies and President of the company's Life Sciences and Applied Markets Group. Illumina says he brings a long history in clinical diagnostics, specifically with oncology, and he's also got experience in manufacturing, sales, research and development, and innovation. What are executives saying about this appointment? Well, Hologic CEO Steve McMillan, who's the chair of Illumina's board as of a recent change within the past few months, said the company is thrilled to have found someone of Thaisen's caliber to become chief executive of Illumina and shape the company into the next phase of growth. McMillan also said that Thaisen brings a fresh perspective, a demonstrated track record of driving profitable growth, and a strong commitment to creating value for all of Illumina's stakeholders. And this seems like a strategic plan for the company to move past that grail acquisition challenges that you briefly mentioned. Can you tell us a little bit about those challenges? Yeah, well, amid all the troubles with the attempted $7.1 billion grail acquisition, CEO Francis D'Souza resigned, leaving the corner office open for a while before Illumina eventually picked Thaisen. Recent updates on that front have been the European Commission fined the company approximately $478.9 million for completing its merger in August 2021, before the commission had actually weighed in on whether the deal was anti-competitive. Within weeks of the deal closing, the European Commission deemed that it was anti-competitive. Obviously, the cancer diagnostics and Grail actually spun out of Illumina, so there was a lot of controversy over the reacquisition, so to speak. Companies also appealing a U.S. Federal Trade Commission order to divest Grail, and Illumina also disclosed last month that the SEC has requested documents and communications related to the deal. So that investigation is ongoing as well. So this this story is definitely far from over, and Thaisen will definitely have to lead the company through some hurdles in, in the future. And that was the fifth story. So that's all the news that we have for today. Thank you, Sean, for coming on, giving us your insights. My pleasure. As always, read more on the Mass Device website and check out the show notes at massdevice.com slash podcast. Connect with us online. I'm on LinkedIn at Danielle Kirsch, K-I-R-S-H. What about you, Sean? You can find me on LinkedIn, Sean, S-E-A-N, Hooley, W-H-O-O-L-E-Y. Subscribe to the Mass Device Fast Five, where we listen to podcasts and share this episode. Join us tomorrow for your daily MedTech News Roundup. Thank you for listening. Thank you.